it feel like being locked up Hello everyone and welcome to the Fetish World Podcast, where we discuss all things kinky and taboo. I'm one of your hosts, Irony. And I'm your other host, Iron. Mm-hmm. How are you doing, and Irony? I'm very good. Yeah. How are you? Me, I'm good. <laughs> good. Uh, We're getting post-pandemic, so I'm getting better. <laughs> yes. Excuse me. I am very excited because we have a guest with us this week. Uh, she is an autistic BBW goth punk porn creator, sometimes cam girl, sometimes trickster switch goddess. She has been in the BDSM scene for four years, the adult industry for three. Her content covers a wide variety of, a wide variety of themes from blasphemy to farting, cuckoldry, giantess and vor. Oh my. Please welcome Miss Vega. Hello. What an intro. (laughs) I love the name. Yes. uh, I I am very excited to have you on. Um, I had to introduce you because uh, you cover so many things in in what you do. And I'm going to skip that part just to allow you to tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, yeah, so, uh, I do part-time sex work, basically, so a lot of clips, only fans, um, and sometimes cam, sometimes phone sex, sometimes sexting, all kinds of things. I do have, um, a full-time vanilla job as well, so it is kind of like a side job for me, mm-hmm. but it's been a fun way to explore lots of different fetishes, and, um, kind of, I have quite the exhibitionist kink as well, and that's really... Mm-hmm found my niche there. <laughs> so it's, it's part fun and part profit. Yes, absolutely. It's, um, <laughs> what is it? Uh, s- s- don't always, don't make every hobby a hustle, but make every hu- hustle a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good motto. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because I have a lot of other hobbies that I refuse to monetize, but not this yes. one. Yeah. This one is a good one to monetize. Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, uh, you have a, like, a really long list of fetishes, apparently. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was reading some of what you had written us and like, uh, wow, that's, um, that's quite a good list. Like, do you have a preference? Is there anything that comes to the top for you? So um, also, too, my list is a bit mixed between personal fetishes that mm-hmm. I do in my own life and then ones that I do for profit. So, yeah. for example, the, the farting I've never done in real life. It's mostly just a video thing. And I, I'm into the domination aspect of it, but the actual farting itself, not really my thing. But my huge thing, I love rope. I love impact. I love a lot of the, the classic stuff, I guess yes. you'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, the exhibition and voyeurism uh, are definitely some of my top ones. But some things like impact don't doesn't really transfer to camera if you're solo. You can you can mm-hmm. spank yourself. It's fun for a bit, but it's not the same <laughs> as with someone else. <laughs> yes, it, I I agree. I believe that spanking is very much a two or more person game. <laughs> 
Kind of like trying to tickle yourself. You're like, (laughs) yes. It's like, oh, that just feels like a nice for a second, I suppose. I I use tickling as more of like a comfort thing than a, like, I don't get ticklish personally. (laughs) So I'm like, yes, tickle me. Make me fall asleep. Um, (laughs) Do it for hours, bitch. Um, (laughs) But yes, I absolutely understand because spanking, it's like, you know how strong you are. And you can't surprise yourself, I suppose, is the best way about it. I don't know. You really wind one up. <laughs> that, that does happen, I have to say. I have a few times been like, oh, that was that was really hard. Ow. I was thinking, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there's also a fun of like going for a spank and then not doing it and having the person mm-hmm. flinch. You can't do that with yourself. No. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, oh, I realize I'm doing a video motion and this is an audio podcast. Hello. <laughs> this season, I know what's up. <laughs> you sort of have to attach a whole bunch of paddles to a pinwheel and have that sucker oh. spin real fast and uh, stick your ass right in there and get it whacked a few times. <laughs> I mean, they have fucking machines. I don't yeah. see why they couldn't make a spanking machine. It's Probably a pretty dumb. simple mechanism. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we haven't, uh, just to dip into a little bit, uh, the, the fart fetish as it were, um, we haven't had really anybody who's come on to, that has actually worked with that fetish. Could you tell us a little bit about what it is you do specifically? Um, so... There's like a lot of fetishes, there's a lot of different facets to this fetish. My thing, how I got into it was I do bully content. Okay. Um, And so I had someone who wanted to have a bully and then like fart on them. And I was like, okay. And then I kind of ended up like in this wormhole of uh, domination farting. Like it's quite humiliating. Um, I have a really big ass. So the whole like face sitting thing, it's also quite... um, scat adjacent well i don't i don't do scat myself yeah. there's like that threat which people like even if they don't like scat they're like mm, it's a little yeah a little threat if you will yes the danger <laughs> the danger is very much present mm, yeah because they're i don't know like me. everyone <laughs> is squeezed a little hard once in a while thinking it was a fart and whoopsie <laughs> oh boy <laughs> Luckily, that hasn't happened to me yet. Report <laughs> comes out a little bit of wet. <laughs> what is it? The the really popular uh, meme cake farts was that. So I did cake farts recreation for my birthday like two weeks oh. ago. Oh my god! <laughs> and I have to say, it was like a little bit gross. Like you do a cho- she did a chocolate cake, so I did the same thing. And I'm like looking at this video, and I'm like, whoa. That looks like poop. <laughs> and I guess that's why people like it, but I was a little grossed out at my own self. Um, it was very messy, <laughs> but it, it was fun. I don't know how many people are old enough to get the reference at this point, but... Uh, okay. And the cake fart girl was also Canadian. She's from Toronto, so... Oh, that's really interesting. Keeping the cake farts in Canada. Yeah. I'm cool with that, man. That's ours. Slap a little maple syrup on top. Maybe I should just sit on some Timbits next time. Oh my god, yes. (laughs) Can can I ask you, how do you prepare 
for a fart fetish video? I was expecting this question. Yes. Um, so there's actually there's a few different ways. Um, if you're trying to get naturally farty, the, you know you can go and Google a list of like what foods do you eat to not fart, and just like they're like avoid these foods. Go eat all those. Go eat the beans. <laughs> Um, fiber one bars are really good. Just don't eat more than like a box or you're going to go too far. <laughs> it end up being scat. <laughs> oh boy. Um, sugar-free candy as well. Uh, something about sucralose makes you gassy. Um, people will find this if they chew too much sugar-free gum. <laughs> um, and if you are, um, need to, there's also air pumping, mm-hmm. um, so if you can't get naturally farty, you can literally put some air up there. Uh, I would imagine you, you'd have to really be careful about that. See, I this is the thing. I tried looking up some of the like me- medical things that might happen. I couldn't really find a lot, but I did mm-hmm. talk to a lot of other fart creators who've done it, and they're all alive. They said they haven't had any oh. problems. Sometimes you get an upset stomach. Okay. And then there's also like there's inflation uh, fetish that mm-hmm. also ties into that. Oh, so wow. some people do that quite openly. Like I, I shouldn't say this maybe, but I kind of hide the fact that sometimes I do the air farts. <laughs> like I don't <laughs> let people know that like, I don't show the pumping part of it. I cut that part out, but some people are quite into that. So mm. I, I feel like there would have been some more horror stories if, if something had really gone yeah, bad. Interesting. But yeah, I do try and be careful and mm. listen to my body go slowly. <laughs> You did your research ahead of time as well. And, you know, that's that's always very good. Thank you, anxiety. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Well, you know, anxiety and fear can be a very helpful tool, eh? That's (laughs) true. In the ways of prevention. (laughs) I have the same things. Like, I almost want to overknow what's going to happen sometimes because I just want to know where the line is. Definitely. Um, In the opening... uh, I already mentioned that you're a trickster switch goddess. <laughs> so my curiosity kind of peaked at the, what's the trickster part? That's so, devious. Um, I don't know. <laughs> but so, Loki. Yeah. A lot of people will go to Loki, which um, I didn't, haven't watched a lot of those movies, which a lot of people know Loki from. So mm. from, from various myths, especially Greek myths, you know, gods are more valuable and then um, I'm also a Gemini, so Hermes slash Mercury, whatever, um, mm-hmm. is my kind of patron god, I guess you would say, who's also a trickster. So they're less, like, mm, pious, I guess you'd say. Like, you know, you, you see these dominatrixes that are very, like, beautiful and untouchable, and that's very cool. I like that, too. But I feel like I'm way more of, like, I want to go in there and pull tricks on people and, like, shake things up and uh, be a little more... fucking lootly. Yeah, a little more touchable (laughs) and a little bit more chaotic, definitely. Definitely. And also, as a switch, I find, too, that it's, like, if you are thinking of something more like a Greek myth where there's gods kind of above you that I would submit to... Absolutely. Not those mere mortals, no. So like, <laughs> want to be more chaotic. Yeah. Yeah. Chaos, spice of life. Yeah. <laughs> Bring uh, the chaos. Nice. Chaotic like neutral it. all the way. <laughs> yes. Okay, I'm a big D&D nerd, and I, I just feel like 
there's a lot of D&D in this conversation. I'm going to ignore <laughs> it and not go down the nerd train. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I want to talk a bit about um, this, the, perhaps the switching. Uh, I noticed in, in sort of your pre-interview questionnaire, you spoke a bit about uh, like vu- vulnerable sort of moments in your career, I suppose, as well as uh, personal life. Um, And we really like to discuss sort of the raw emotions that come from kink. Uh, I was wondering if you would like to tell us a few of those moments uh, and the stories behind them, uh, starting with the the crying. Oh, the crying orgasm. (laughs) So I had... um a private Skype session with a a dom, a a few of them actually. So I I think I had maybe two and this was the third one. Um, And again, you're, you're mostly doing stuff to yourself. So I'm spanking myself and doing these things, but there's just something about the way he would type and, and the cadence of how he had me do things that seemed to have built up something quite emotional. And also perhaps there was other things happening in my life at the time. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but I came really, really hard and just like literally at the peak of my orgasm, I, like tears were streaming down my face and I was like, I'm not upset. And I, I just kept apologizing. I was like, I don't know why I'm crying. I felt bad for him. Like he thought maybe he did something bad to me or something, but he just said like, Oh, you must've really needed that release. And I was like, yes, yes, I guess that was it. Um, and there was such a buildup before the release that it, it just all came flooding out. And he actually really liked that. I don't think he had like a crying fetish, but I think he liked that there was such a, a manipulation yeah. that went on in, in a positive way. Well, and I mean, an authentic response. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's a good dom is like, when when you see that the person that is submitting them to, mm. to themselves to you allows themselves to completely let go of like the barriers and uh protocol that like society sort of builds uh, us around and and being able to let go of that and then like you're being so vulnerable in front of another human being that, that there's a connection there that that happens yeah and, and although the thing is now I find that I'm chasing that dragon sometimes where, oh, cause it mm-hmm. felt so good in a way. Like I don't, I don't even, I can't even explain the feeling. I can't put it into words exactly. And it's happened once since with a partner in real life, but like, you can't go into everyone and be like, I really hope I cry this orgasm. <laughs> I mean, you could, yeah, you but could. you will be sorely disappointed. Yeah, there's a lot of expectations. Well, I mean, like, I guess it really has to be a, just a combination of the right time, the right mental state, body state, and the right person to just bring you there. And yeah, because it's not everybody who will trigger it. I mean, like as much as we love people, there's sometimes just a certain something about somebody, and it it allows you to relax more or feel more comfortable and be be more vulnerable in front of them. Uh, I know myself, I sometimes have a little bit of problem with that vulnerability issue. So, but with some other people, it's like, it's just not a problem at all. So I, I definitely have vulnerable vulnerability issues as well in, yeah. in general life. Um, and BDSM definitely has helped slowly kind of 
pull that in because there's a lot of, of rules that govern a scene sort of thing. So it's easier to be vulnerable than kind of in the real world where everything's all chaotic and there's no rules exactly written out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's well, been no it, negotiation. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. The, the sort of um, social cues that we use in BDSM are really great. Uh, <laughs> I saw you nod. Um it's really great because, you know, not it's hard to sort of navigate what like all these micro sort of expressions and everything in our regular day to day life is. So like just going into a scene and be like, this is good. This is bad. We you know, this this is stop like it is broken down to our basic sort of like uh, yes or no system which is like very handy to help work through all the, the intricacies that we explore. Yeah. And, and too, like when you're learning about, like I, I've, I've taken a lot of classes on BDSM when I first started, yes. when, when you're learning, they're also kind of teaching you about like nonverbal cues as well and checking in with your partner, which is like things people like neurotypical people might know, but things that never, people never taught me in real life. So I've learned kind of like a lot more, um, about people through BDSM, through these classes, sort of things like. And learning about people, have you discovered something about yourself you weren't familiar with? Oh, probably lots of things. You might have to be more specific. <laughs> <laughs> I am a generalist. <laughs> I mean, I started out as submissive, well, well, so one I, thing I. Well, did... um, so, so, say like in in terms of stigma uh, that society throws on us uh, we're we're always so bombarded by the beauty that the internet presents they hesitate to really give uh, a really a true spectrum of body types and people um, so as a BBS uh, as a BBW goddess what have you encountered in this way did it affect you your perspective on sex work or did it affect you at all um uh, definitely it gave me a lot more confidence yeah um the plus side of like things like being on twitter and then being on all the sites and everything most people are looking for you you don't get people who are not into you coming across you so much Mm -hmm. So you just get people who are like, oh, my God, you're so hot. Oh, my God, I love your ass. Like, and you're like, oh, really? Oh, yay. Maybe I'll show more of it. Like when I first started, I was really trying like to show the good angles that didn't show so many roles and things like that. And mm -hmm. then I would show more and more and people would love it. So more it would just keep continuing. And yeah, the stigma, I mean, it's not completely gone. I still deal with real life in general. Um, mm. And I still deal with the occasional Twitter hater. It's not much. Somebody but... who is sad, who just want to, wants to make somebody else feel sad so they can feel glad for two seconds. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my confidence has definitely increased a, a lot through this. And like when I started, I was like, oh my God, people will pay to see me naked. Like, oh my God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a huge confidence boost. <laughs> yes. Um, have you found uh, that 
perhaps your sort of maybe outward express expressing style has changed uh, through BDSM. We're, we're sort of fashion nerds. So uh, <laughs> I'm throwing this question in here because it, it, it just came up. Oh, I, I love that. Cause um, well, I, I come from punk. So punk already had so much BDSM influence. And it's kind mm-hmm. of ironic. I didn't get into BDSM until later in life. That also has to do with stigma and shame as well. Um, but I definitely have gotten bolder and sluttier when I go out. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm going to wear fishnets and a short skirt. Like, uh, so I like to cross over from BDSM dress into your normal day to day. Sorry, what was that? So, so there's a strong crossover from your BDSM dressing and your day to day dress. Um, generally, I mean, yeah. there's still obviously lots of days where I kind of just put on a t-shirt and oh, yeah, some tights, yeah. but, um, <laughs> I, you know, I have a bondage belt. I wear that everywhere. That's quite a punk thing to do. Nice. Um, and like, I'm always wearing leather and things like that. So like, all these things I didn't really realize were kind of BDSM influence and, um, but it's I like definitely, queer coding. It's BDSM coding. Yeah. I definitely like wear a lot like cooler makeup and I like I have a lot of big shoes now because since I get into domination, I was like, I want to be tall. I want huge <laughs> platforms. I want to tower over men and make them cower. Like <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Is that part of the gigantic uh, fetishism? A little bit. Um Height humiliation is a little bit different than giantess because they that comes more from my bully thing. Like you're a short nerd and I'm going to bully you. Mm-hmm. Um, but the giantess thing, I mean, it could still be bully, but usually they're quite a lot larger, not just like yes. six feet tall, at least 10 feet tall, if not 50 feet tall. Yes. How, <laughs> how may I ask, how do you like produce a video like that? Do you make a tiny village or is it like just a very good angle? How, how do you make the men feel small? I want to know. Tell them you got a small dick. <laughs> well, they definitely got a small dick when they're this big, <laughs> um, when they're very tiny. Um, so there is, all those are, are great ways to, I do actually have a, a tiny village in the works that I want to, crush the video is going to be called Ether rich where i'm a punk destroying capitalism opening up condos and eating the rich men inside <laughs> that's amazing please uh, please make tiny hot i don't know well yeah they make vegan hot dogs so like please make tiny hot dog men generally oh, we have like little tiny figurines for um like model trains and stuff is what a lot of people use to eat uh, things like boar and stuff but i also do a lot of pov which is angles and uh, just towering over the camera sort of thing, sitting on it a lot, butt crush. I know mm-hmm. somebody would get off if you were eating gummy bears. <laughs> like a giant. <laughs> I think I've seen a video where someone's been eating gummy bears. I <laughs> I personally feel like it's too unrealistic, even though the whole thing is unrealistic. <laughs> what do you mean? What, what, do you, what, what about the 40-foot woman eating tiny gummy bears as a representation of, a, of the male human form? What do you mean? How is that, how is that not super you realistic? <laughs> I don't know. I have a very arbitrary line of realism, apparently. <laughs> and it's the lines at gummy bears. <laughs> That's my limit. Uh, oh, my God. I think we'll take a quick break then.
And welcome back to the Fetish World Podcast. I'm going to take a brief moment of your time to discuss our social media. You can rate, review, and subscribe on any podcast listening service. If we are not on the one that you like, please let us know and we will rectify that quite quickly. You can head on over to our website, www.fetishworldpodcast.com. There you will find show, shows this show <laughs> links to all of the people who have been on this show as well as a link to our uh, shop where you can get t-shirts and mugs and stuff for the time being things might be changing up in the near future if you want to head on over to twitter we're there under fetish world pod uh, and then if you want to email us it's fetishworldpodcast.hotmail.com you can also check us out on our new friends over at drn one united in australia and if you like to wait well you can send me a message on fatline at devi dash irony oh yeah and if you want a fast one you can hit me up on facebook.com forward slash fetish world podcast <laughs> ivan your and turn. if you want uh, instant gratification hit me up on fetlife i'm ivan dash k <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> we are here. Whew, I got breath again. And we are here and back with Miss Vega. We are talking about being a sex worker and uh, being into domination and BDSM, as well as uh, I did catch you earlier say uh, earlier stating that you started out as a submissive. Yeah. Um, when I entered BDSM, I thought I was strictly a submissive. That was like totally my bag. I'm not going to do that domination thing. I don't, I don't get it. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. And then at some point you go down that, that perverted wormhole and you're like, Hmm, maybe I'll try this and that. So it started with rope for me. Um, I, I got into rope. I wanted to learn to do rope so I could teach people to tie me. And when I tied someone, I was like, Oh, I like this. <laughs> I like this power. I like this power a lot. <laughs> and that just kind of exploded from there. Um, yeah. And then now I'm pretty much a full switch. I th I almost say most of my clientele are, are submissives actually at this point. Awesome. <laughs> um, um, as a result of your sex work, um, do you think you change people's ideas about marginalized workers and um, change their perspectives about stereotypes? Or is it really that your clientele is, um, the clientele that searches for you is, is really searching for what you have as an advertiser? Like, do, do you ever get like a variety of clients that okay, well, this isn't what I was expecting, but do you ever get that feeling or? Um, honestly, if I wasn't what they're expecting, most people probably wouldn't say. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm they're not entirely polite, yeah. sure. Yeah. Sorry, what was that? They're too polite. Yeah, or like too, like they don't owe me an explanation. They'll just yeah. unsub yeah. from my OnlyFans and disappear into the void. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do try, like, because I'm always discovering new fetishes or trying new things, I will definitely pass that on to my clients. And like, like I got into hypnosis recently, and so I've had um, a few people, my regulars, be like, well, I've never tried it, but I'll give it a go. And like, they like that, you know? Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. 
well, uh, th- that that's how you know, like people are in it for you. You know, they're yeah. like, oh, you're trying out something new and cool. I want to try some. I want to try it with you. I was a cam performer for a long time, a long time ago, uh, <laughs> and like, yeah. The people who are down to try new things are the ones that are spending money on you. So, you know, they're there, they're there with a purpose, I would say. Yeah, but also when you're just talking to people, like in a party or something, not necessarily as a clientele, but when you're out and about in the BDSM community and you're meeting new people. Oh, yeah. Um, I kind of, in general, I'm a pretty... Um, loud voice especially for the underdog i would say in anything that i do so i am for one thing not generally shy about being like yeah this is what i do and i mm-hmm. fart on camera like isn't yeah. that hilarious like <laughs> um and then too like i will go and explain like hey you know only a few people are making millions of dollars on OnlyFans. Most of these people are quite poor and struggling, survival workers and things like yes. that. So I, I really mm-hmm. try hard to give people a, um, an inside picture, even if they don't ask for it. Mm. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. Let's 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 expand on that. Um, we we do not have an OnlyFans. Uh, I considered it briefly and then, you know, a bunch of shit happened. This and... mug wouldn't sell. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's well, the people on there. Um... I'm pointing to myself. <laughs> uh, y- yeah. Uh, how, how has that been for you? Like you've sort of been living through the, the sex work wars essentially online, right? Um, it, sorry, in what way? Like the wars? Oh, oh like people, uh, vanilla, going vanilla on like certain websites. So you had like, um, you know, people not being paid out and things, things of that nature. Right. The credit card wars, essentially. Yes. <laughs> and FOSTA and things like that. Yes. Um, yeah. it, it honestly doesn't affect me that much. I don't, um, the only thing personally uh that's been a problem for me is butt crush what i was saying before that like i sit on tiny people and crush them they have banned the word butt crush so now i have to say like butt drop or butt smush or something (laughs) (laughs) similar so like this is the thing this never stops any of the content that people are making or looking for it just makes them have a really long synonym yeah it expands the the language So, and um, I haven't had any problems with being kicked off anything or not receiving my money, but I'm also not very popular. <laughs> I, mm. I mean, I, like, I'm okay with that. I do this part time. You'll find that the, the people that tend to have this happen to them are bigger names for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they just want to steal their money or um, it's also possible that more people see them and therefore someone's going to report them for something. Yes. Yeah. I have had some vampire pictures taken down from OnlyFans. Um, cause you're not allowed to have blood, even if it's just a little trickle. Cause it's, it's, it's obviously fake blood too. It's like not anything violent or obscene, but because their terms of service are so vague, it's anything that can offend anyone can be taken down. So that's so Oof. vague. Oh my God. That's... <laughs> yeah. It's a very, very, um, sort of wide variety that, that both somehow like is too open, but pinholes you too much. At the same time, and um, they've also taken down my pictures from the nude beach in Oka 
because you're not allowed to have public nudity. And I'm like, but it's allowed there. <laughs> uh, wow. So there's weird, weird things. And that happened too after I contacted OnlyFans support for something unrelated. So what happened was OnlyFans support went and looked at my page uh, and went through it and went, this is bad. This is bad. Take these down. And I was like, dude, I just asked you about, I don't know, like a payout option or something stupid that I contacted them for. And I felt really like attacked. Like I never want to contact their customer support ever again because they might go through and find something bad and shut down my account. Like, so it's, it's like better to remain anonymous, uh, and like live with the problematic stuff than to like try and and make any waves it sounds yeah it's it's hard because you you know the the punk in me wants to rock the boat and be like and i will on twitter i'll be like only fans sucks because they're not gonna read my tweets (laughs) (laughs) me now (laughs) but um yeah you gotta be careful with rocking the boat because they can shut you down so easily Uh, and that's happened on other sites too um I think it was Live Jasmine or something. There was someone famous that followed a page that was against Live Jasmine. And then they went and they banned everyone from their site that followed that Twitter page that was criticizing them. So basically they, they banned everyone that supported their criticizers of the site. Like this just blows my mind. Like these people didn't actually criticize them. They just followed a, a, an account that was criticizing them. And they just kicked them oh, all there's off. There's so much website. drama that I'm very glad to not have to live with. Yeah, that's, cool. <laughs> yeah. that's paranoia. <laughs> it's it it sucks because like yeah, I hate drama too. But then you also have to create the drama to talk about it to have yeah, people absolutely. realize absolutely. how shitty everything is. And a lot of it's because sex work is semi legal or illegal in most places. Yes. Um. And then especially, too, like, uh, there's weird things like you can pee on camera, but you can't pee on someone because of some obscenity laws. Like, peeing isn't obscene, but peeing on someone is obscene. So, therefore, they can't have it on the website. And And that's a credit card thing. That's not even, even like, a law thing because, like, they do it. It just, you can only, you there's, like, fees sometimes, I think, that, you know, people will just be like, fuck it. I'll pay the fee. It's like the rich people syndrome. Yeah, all this stuff is because of the credit cards, basically. Like, most of the sites aren't like, hey, we're now I'd- a conspiracy podcast. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's not even a conspiracy. It's like know, way it's out a, there. It's a real thing. <laughs> in the world, like, there's news articles, everything about it. Yes. Um, it, but it does come from because the credit cards are worried about various obscenity laws and also, like, I, weird anti-porn lobbyists and things like that sex trafficking which you know most of these people are not trafficked (laughs) i'm here of my own free will (laughs) well it's trying to generalize uh to a whole to like an unhealthy level it's like of course no one wants fucking sex trafficking on the internet let's absolutely take it down but they're looping that in with like all of porn Banning you know, peeing they're... on someone is not stopping sex trafficking. You know? Yes, also. <laughs> exactly. Um, it's just so silly. Yeah, it's um, it's getting almost to a point of uh, corporate paranoia where they're scared that they're going to start losing money somehow. And so l- let's just be paranoia and go overboard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to talk about sexuality um, because that's uh, 
I had a, some problems with it myself, and there are certain things that changed for me. So you wrote that in your 30s, you began to own your sexuality. Um, what change that created that mindset shift uh, and, and give you all that body confidence? Was there an influence, a moment that just clicked for you? Uh, it was progressive? Um. Honestly, like, I don't want to give thanks to Kim Kardashian, but <laughs> the whole, like, big butt thing wasn't a thing when I was younger. It was all, like, I don't want to, you know, age myself too much. It was all Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera with their tiny little Mickey bodies and their skinny jeans and their midriff shown. And, like, that was not my style. I don't have the body for that at all. Um, and then, yeah, the whole, like, Kim Kardashian big butt thing, what that happened what made that happen too to people was people stopped making fun of other people for being into big butts and things like that. Mm-hmm. Where before it's like, ew, you like her? Like, what's wrong with you, bro? Like, ew, she's gross. And then even if they liked a big butt girl, they wouldn't say it. They would keep it very quiet. So now there's a whole lot of people on the internet suddenly screaming like, ooh, big butts. So I'm like, hey, I have a big butt. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, where before I th- like honestly like i've been bullied my whole life and i really didn't think i was attractive for many many years um which is really sad looking back on it <laughs> um and when i got out of a big long relationship like i said it's a combination of these things i'm seeing on the internet where people are liking other kinds of bodies i'm seeing other kinds of bodies on the internet as well mm-hmm. and then getting out of this like long kind of sexless relationship and discovering bdsm at the same time like a lot of things just clicked together and I was mm-hmm. like, Ooh, I am sexy. And also sex can be more than just like uh, shoving your holes together or in things or whatever. Like there's more mind fuckery. More, more, in to se- more to making love than penetration. Yeah. Um, so like, I kind of thought I was a little bit like asexual for a while until I found BDSM. And then I was like, Oh, I just needed my mind fucked. to get get my body to follow sort of thing Uh, and now i'm a huge slut yay (laughs) yes yes a huge slut on the internet hi mom (laughs) (laughs) that's my story (laughs) do you mind telling me a bit about what a home record cheating fetish is to you and how does that um like come into your play um, I, it's just one of those, it's got to be one of the top categories on like many, many sites. It's, it's a very vanilla kink, I guess you'd say. Like there's nothing BDSM necessarily about it. Um, I mean, it could be a power exchange, cuckoldry. Oh, you could definitely bring BDSM and, and cuckold uh, definitely goes in there with it. Um, but the, the cheating thing, I don't know, like apparently there's a lot of people out there who really want to cheat. And I guess they're just not doing it to be nice or they are doing it. But <laughs> Um, they really want to be seduced by someone and be told like, Ooh, it's wrong. And we're going to get caught. And you know, the thrill of being caught sort of thing. Um, usually it's like a best friend or uh, a neighbor. I get a neighbor a lot. Like I, I, and I do a lot of, um, degradation talk about their wife or girlfriend. Please, please, please give us a sample. (laughs) We'd be like, oh, your girlfriend doesn't have big old titties like these, dude, does she? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
I bet she wouldn't ride you like this. I bet she can't even fit this whole cock down her throat. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay, okay. She's such I like a it. fucking prude. Yeah. So that's kind of how it goes. Nice. Oh, okay, nice. okay. <laughs> I, I'm kind of into it. I like it's like mean, <laughs> but I think this feels like also very much like it falls into your bully fetish. But as yeah, well, a little bit, right? It can be. I mean, I personally think most domination is bullying. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. it, it kind of feels like that to me. Like, especially mm. humiliation, degradation. Like, it's it's kind of basically like bullying, but it's just consensual, right? <laughs> Absolutely. I do ag- agree with that sentiment, though I do not agree with the all domination is bullying because I am a very calm, I'm a very caring dumb. <laughs> Yeah, I, I do have to apologize that I forget that there is like caring doms. Yeah. <laughs> it, <But> it's, yeah, <laughs> just because I spend so much time head. not in that world. Like. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. It's, a <laughs> it's it's like it can be it can come off like that if it's not done properly. Yes, and that's I have very seen true. It come off like that when it's not done properly, and it's a whole different feeling. Mm. Yeah. So that's good. Um. If you could go back in time and talk to yourself when you were young, what'd you tell yourself? Dude, you are so hot. Stop the shit. <laughs> Look at your ass. <laughs> it is so juicy. And you're only going to get fatter from here, so you might as well love it now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just a whole aging mood, isn't it? That's really it. Like, at some point... In the locker room, I stopped, like, hiding. You know, you hit, like, 30 or something, and you're one of those people in the locker room that's like, I'm naked now. Fuck it. <laughs> yes. I love being naked. I'm like, oh, sweet. I got, like, things that roll and parts that sweat, and I'm just going to walk around my house with my tits out. Flap, 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 flap. I think you really, st- like I said, you really start to realize, like, how good you did look, and you're like, well, I better enjoy this now because I'm going to probably look worse later, so. Yeah. <laughs> Like, Ain't getting any better. <laughs> let's stop like putting ourselves down now. <laughs> I have uh, one final question, but first, I will uh, ask you to share your social media so that people may uh, find you on the internet. Um, well, I'm primarily on Twitter, Miss Vega Bong like a bong that you smoke pot out of. <laughs> so like a vagabond, but a bong. Um, I'm also um, cultofvega.com is my website where you can find the links to my many vids, clips for sale, only fans, sex panther, night flirt, and everything else that I'm on. <laughs> Amazing. Nice. Are you ready? This is the most important question of the show. And I didn't pre-ask it because I, I want just your immediate response, okay? If money and physics were not like either an issue or a thing that existed, what would your ultimate kinky fantasy be? Oh, Jesus, that's a question and a half. Yeah, what's the first thing that comes <laughs> to mind? That's the usual response we get, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> um... Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what was the first thing in your mind? Um, 
You know what? I've always wanted like a man harem, you know? Like Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's so boring when you're like physics and everything doesn't apply. No, it doesn't fucking matter. I you want a marum? Get yourself a marum. You can get a space marum. And maybe yeah. you know, maybe I can have like a a growing superpower too. So sometimes I can become like ten feet tall. There you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, I just want to like use them all. Um, Screw them and eat them as a snack. Yeah, I'm just like I, I want to come now. Someone come eat me. <laughs> Ring a little bell, you know. I'll have some fanboys <laughs> with the big palm ferns. Yeah, of a and then grab a lounge. tiny man and eat him. Yeah, a, a bunch grapes. of tiny men like grapes. Yeah, <laughs> man on a stick <laughs> with hot sauce. <laughs> and with that, folks, stay kinky and stay safe. I am Ivan. I'm Irony. And I'm Miss Vega. Bye. 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 What's it feel like?